Welcome to Everyday Health Simplified. I'm Elisa Poole, ex-teacher turned health enthusiast. Each episode, you get bite-sized pieces of nutrition and mindset education so that you can be empowered to take the next step on your wellness journey. Welcome back, everyone. What is the deal with dairy? Is it healthy or unhealthy? I mean, people have been eating dairy for thousands of years, and now we have hundreds of alternative milks out there because dairy is said to be harmful. So what's the truth? Is it good for you or bad for you? The answer is neither. Like all the food that we eat, dairy affects our bodies in different ways depending on our unique makeup, and it impacts our hormones and metabolic function too in various ways. Today, we are going to unpack the dairy debacle and help you decipher what kinds might be best for you to try or if dairy is something that you want to avoid altogether. We'll talk about the negatives, the positives, and then give you some options. Let's go. I don't know how many of you grew up drinking milk like I did, but I drink a lot of it. I drink either 2% or fat-free milk and tall glasses of it. I had it in my cereal for breakfast. I had a tall glass of homemade chocolate milk made with at least a half an inch of chocolate syrup at the bottom after school, and then a tall glass or more with dinner. In our family, we believed that milk did our bodies good, and our theme song was like wham, drink your milk before you go, go, and then have more when you get home. Drink your milk before you go, go, yeah, we'd go through gallons. Anyone else? Well, technically speaking, milk is unnecessary past childhood. While breast milk holds all the nutrients that babies and toddlers need to thrive, past that, we don't need milk. In fact, somewhere during childhood, our bodies stop producing the lactase enzyme, which is necessary to break down lactose, the milk sugar. Several sources show that as many as 75% of the world's population is lactose intolerant and the lack of that enzyme might be why. In terms of negative effects, dairy impacts people differently. Eating dairy could cause gas, bloating, nausea, irritable bowel syndrome, constipation, acne, asthma, and in fact, there is a well-documented connection between dairy and asthma allergies. Approximately 45% of kids with asthma have milk allergies. Now, we cannot say that dairy causes these issues, but it certainly seems to exacerbate them, so it's something to keep in mind if anyone in your family has asthma. Besides lacking the lactase enzyme, the conventional dairy industry employs a few practices that might also be contributing to the issue of dairy intolerance. The normal method of operation these days for conventionally raised animals, including dairy cows, is to raise them on CAFOs, which is short for confined animal feeding operation. They're no longer called farms because they're not really farms. The animals in these CAFOs are kept in close quarters nowhere near the grass they usually roam around on and eat while they're grazing on it. Instead, they are confined together in crowded, unsanitary conditions, and they're given antibiotics, lots of them. Close to 80% of all antibiotics used each year go to these confined animal feeding operations. Antibiotics are given as treatment, as prevention, and also to make them gain weight faster. And sometimes these animals are also given growth hormones. And of course, if we eat dairy or products from those animals, we ingest what they were given, antibiotics, hormones, and food. What are they given as food? You might think that they would be given grass, which is their natural diet and what they are designed to eat. 
However, they are not given grass because it keeps them leaner, and perhaps grass is more expensive. Instead, they are given grain, which might not sound too bad. How bad could that be? But cows are not meant to eat corn and soy. I remember on our trip driving around the country, we were going through some cornfields in the Midwest, and I kept seeing signs that said, not for human consumption, which made me wonder, hmm, well, if we're not supposed to eat them, who is? Well, animals, of course. Those crops that are genetically modified and sprayed with pesticides are given as food to the animals we end up later eating in some way, shape, or form. And by the way, there's also documentation showing that cows have been given palm oil and candy, and I'm guessing many other things too that are not healthful, nutritious foods for the cow. All this to say, the cows producing most of the dairy products in this country are not healthy cows. They are sick. Dairy products made from their bodies are highly likely to also not be healthy. The conditions of the animal and what they eat matter. Cows are not meant to produce 30 gallons of milk a day, but so many of the conventionally raised dairy cows are stuck in a stall all day being fed grain, given hormones and antibiotics that make them more efficient, quote unquote, and they have these tubes connected to them, machinery tubes connected to them that just keep milking them all day long. If you have ever nursed a baby, mamas, I ask you, how absolutely miserable does that sound? <laughs> it sounds awful. So what happens if a dairy cow eats grain instead of grass? Well, grain milk produces a disruptive protein called A1 casein, which can impact our human nervous, endocrine, and immune systems. It can activate our opioid receptors and it has been shown to significantly increase inflammatory markers in the colon. And you can take that to mean all those symptoms we listed a moment ago, gas, bloating, constipation, IBS, etc. In fact, some people wonder if it's the A1 casein that's the issue more than the actual lactose intolerance. Now, there are other possible issues that come from two very common processes in dairy industry, pasteurization and homogenization. Pasteurization is the process of heating the milk to high temperatures, and that kills harmful bacteria and keeps it from spoiling so quickly. That's helpful at first glance and definitely allows us to enjoy milk safely. However, when you look more closely, two points pop out. First, milk, well, by nature is supposed to spoil. And maybe that's a signal we're not meant to eat it so often or so far past production date. Second, heating the milk changes the bioactive proteins and peptides that are present in the milk and makes them more inflammatory. Put another way, it destroys many of the natural benefits. Raw milk still has all of the helpful proteins and immune boosting factors. The second process, homogenization, is making the milk all even steven instead of having that creamy layer on top. Natural raw milk has a creamy layer on top and it usually needs to be mixed in. And that's because the fat droplets in milk come in various sizes. They are good fuel for your body and have been shown to be beneficial in numerous studies. When we homogenize milk, what they do is force milk with super high pressure through a teensy tiny screen that damages the proteins in the milk and it breaks up the fat droplets so they are all the same size, homogenized, making it all the same. And that size is much smaller than the naturally occurring particle. And since those fat particles are now so much smaller than what nature intended, they can get it through membranes they're not supposed to cross. And that, as you can guess, can cause a variety of issues in the gut and beyond. 
So it's not just milk I'm talking about, it's all the other dairy products too, like yogurt, cheese, ice cream, and more. And then those other ones, well, gosh, they add artificial colors, flavors, emulsifiers, and other additives that actively nourish not our body, but the disease-causing bacteria and yeast in our guts instead of promoting health. You really wanna think twice about having any dairy products that have had things added to it. So when you take all of that into consideration, is it any wonder that dairy might be something we want to avoid to improve our health? It makes sense, right? But it turns out that dairy can be beneficial if you get it from the right source. So let's talk about some of those positives. Grass-fed, organic, full-fat, unsweetened yogurt has been shown repeatedly to be helpful in nourishing our microbiome, improving our gut health, and supporting our brain health. Yogurt is fermented, so it has active cultures and probiotics that feed our friendly gut bacteria. Grass-fed yogurt also has a better ratio of unsaturated to saturated fats, and many times yogurt does not produce stomach upset because those bacteria eat the lactose, that's the milk sugar, and turn it into lactic acid, which gives it that sour taste. And here's a fun fact, we use full-fat yogurt in our house for sour cream anytime we want to have sour cream. Whole milk has been shown to lower levels of obesity, lower levels of triglycerides, which is your body fat, less inflammation, reduced appetite, and helps increase insulin sensitivity, which is very important for our metabolism. Plain yogurt and whole milk are both great sources of tryptophan, which is an amino acid that our bodies need to make serotonin, a hormone that you need for sleep and appetite regulation. In fact, they are two of the top five sources of tryptophan. Number one is chia seeds, and then the other two in the top five are sesame seeds and pumpkin seeds, in case you were wondering. There's also grass-fed butter that's usually tolerated well because the milk sugar and the proteins have been removed. And let's talk about some other nutrients, vitamins, and benefits that grass-fed butter and other organic dairy can provide. First up is vitamin K2. That helps guide our calcium to be deposited where we want it, like in our bones and our teeth, instead of in our arteries, kidneys, or tissues, which can happen. And K2 is not found in very many places. You can find it in grass-fed beef, in dairy, and natto, N-A-T-T-O. High-quality dairy also has a very healthy saturated fats ratio. Saturated fats get a bad rap, but did you know that saturated fats are found in every single healthy fat-containing food? Raw nuts, cacao, seeds, extra virgin olive oil, breast milk. So grass-fed meat and dairy have those healthy qualities in their fat, and they have things like stearic acid, which helps our mitochondria, which are the, our little energy powerhouse makers. Full-fat dairy can also increase your levels of PYY, which is a hormone that reduces appetite, fights excess body fat storage, and lowers levels of inflammation. It also has more CLA, which stands for conjugated linoleic acid, which is potentially a cancer-fighting agent. And it's also higher in magnesium, which is needed for hundreds of bodily processes, but especially needed for converting vitamin D. Now, it's important to note that all of these benefits that I just listed for full-fat dairy, there are no benefits that have been seen from low-fat or fat-free dairy products. So it is in the fat of the dairy where the goodness comes from. So remember that. And in fact, if we eat whole foods and eat fat as nature intended, where fats are naturally occurring, and by properly raised animals, saturated fats do not seem to pose a problem. Now, if you'd like to eat some dairy in a more conscious, health-promoting way, 
Here are some suggestions from brain doctors, metabolism experts, and other health practitioners. Number one, the best option for cow milk is A2 milk that is pasture-raised, grass-fed from regenerative farms, also unpasteurized and unhomogenized milk. And good luck finding that. May the force be with you. To find unpasteurized and non-homogenized milk, you'd have to have a local dairy very nearby and pick up your milk, you know, every few days. But you can find A2 milk organic grass-fed options at many grocery stores. So do what you can to know where your dairy comes from and how they are being fed and treated. Because remember, how healthy they are directly impacts their products and therefore your health. Organic dairy is a great baseline since organic standards say that no antibiotics can be used except for medicinal use. So that lowers the amount of antibiotic use greatly and they are fed non-GMO feed. Number two, eat full fat. Remember, there were no benefits from low-fat or fat-free dairy. So if you're going to enjoy dairy, get the real deal and savor it. Your body is made to metabolize fats and carbs for energy and nutrients. So give it the good stuff it knows what to do with. Fat-free is all right for a protein source, but you're not going to be getting any of the other benefits. And remember, if there are flavors or sweeteners or other additives, those are usually more harmful than they are helpful. Number three, savor your portion. Full fat dairy is a food group, so you don't need a lot of it. A small glass of milk, a cup of plain yogurt with berries or honey, some cheese. Hard and soft cheeses instead of rubbery ones are typically better for your body, according to the experts. And quick note, be sure to read your label. If it says processed cheese food or processed cheese product, like Velveeta or American cheese slices or any string cheese, take a look at those. Those are not cheese. It's a chemical concoction that is detrimental to your health. So read the label. If you eat dairy, make it quality over quantity. This goes for cheese, ice cream, yogurt, milk, or any other dairy source. The fewer the ingredients, the better. And number four, try alternative dairy sources. Apparently, camel's milk is the most compatible with human biology, and then sheep milk is number two. It has proteins that work well with those of humans, so that's another good choice. FYI, sheep milk has an even better saturated fat ratio and more protein than cow milk. And then goat's milk is a third option. In our family, we don't really buy milk a whole lot, but when I do, I have made the switch to A2 milk and we use grass-fed yogurt. A couple brands I would recommend are Alexander Farms, and then there's also Stony Brook. When I buy cheese, I try to get organic, and I try to look for more sheep milk. It's just not that easy to find. If the only options are conventional milk or dairy products made from conventionally raised dairy cows, I usually skip it. I have noticed since making the switch to A2 that I no longer get constipated or bloating, but the jury is still out on whether or not it causes my acne. So do you wanna eat dairy? That's a question you'll have to answer yourself after trying some different products and paying close attention to your body's reaction. I dare you. <laughs> See what I did there? Thanks for tuning in. And could I ask you a favor? Would you please leave a review for me in Apple Podcasts? I would greatly appreciate it. And if you have, thank you, thank you, thank you. I love hearing from you, by the way. So please text me at 727-591-4959 and let me know any topics you are interested in hearing more about. I would love to know. Until next time, keep practicing health every day.